Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman is unaware that Jimmy Olsen, while trailing a mysterious gunman through the park, is confused by the darkness and blunders into the arms of his quarry. You weren't smart to come off to me, laddie. Now you'll pay the price, but I'll have to get rid of you. Say, gang, do you remember what happened when Alice in Wonderland ate the cake marked Eat Me? Well, just in case you don't, I'll tell you. She shot up until she was seven feet tall. Then she drank some liquid marked poison, and bingo, she shrank till she was only three inches high. You probably laughed over that because you know people just don't grow that fast. And they certainly don't shrink like shirts in the wash. All the same, it's pretty wonderful when you think how fast we do grow. Maybe you've noticed, certainly your mom has noticed, how quickly you get too big for your suits or dresses or shoes. And you've probably heard family friends or relatives who haven't seen you for a couple of months say, goodness, how you've grown. Well, the fact is that everything alive grows. But haven't you noticed there's something special about the growth in humans? That's true, because most of us don't just grow in size, we grow in ideas. Our brains grow and develop along with our teeth, hands, and feet. And that's what we really mean by the phrase growing up. Actually, it means we grow wiser, more sensible. We learn to discard all the make-believe we swallowed as babies. You wouldn't expect a baby to know it's nonsense to say that one man is better than another because of his race or religion. But you would expect a grown-up to know that. Matter of fact, you'd expect anyone who is growing up to know that. So remember... When people fall for such ridiculous infantile ideas, they can be wearing a size 15 shoe. But inside their heads, they're like Alice in Wonderland after she drank that liquid marked poison. They're shrinking. They've gone into reverse gear. They're growing down, not growing up. Don't let that happen to you. And now, the adventures of Superman! While Superman and the police searched for a man known only as the Count who had smuggled deadly radioactive diamonds into the country, cub reporter Jimmy Olsen and Beanie Martin of the Daily Planet accidentally spotted the wanted smuggler just as another man appeared, shot the Count, and, snatching the package of lethal diamonds, escaped in a waiting car. Jimmy hailed a taxi cab and pursued the man who, when they reached the park, leaped from the car and ran through the darkness. Forgetful of danger, the cub reporter raced after him, lost him, then blundered into the man's hand. Shortly afterwards, having learned from Beanie Martin of Jimmy's reckless pursuit, Clark Kent resumed his true identity of Superman and took to the air in search of his young friend. Ranging far above the vicinity of the hospital, Superman streaks in ever wider circles and is now hovering high above dark Metropolis Park, poised in curious flight. Still no sign of Jim. Or of the red-headed man Beanie said he went after. Well, I look now. Oh, wait a minute. What's that down there in that lake? Great Scott! 
Down, down. It's Jim. Is he? Oh, he's alive. Thank heaven. I better get him to a hospital, but fast. Up with him. There we are. Now, up, up, and away. Good news, I hope. Yes, Inspector Henderson, Jim's going to be all right. Ah, uh, fine, Kent, fine, I'm glad. Now, uh, tell me again, what happened to him? Well, as I told you, the red-headed fellow he was chasing slugged him and threw him into the lagoon. I see. Fortunately, I, uh, I mean, Superman arrived in time to save Jim, but the redhead got away, and, uh, uh, well, Superman hasn't been able to find him. Okay, don't worry about that, Kent. We'll have him soon, and the Count Diamond, too. Really? What makes you so sure? Because, as you know, the diamonds are highly radioactive. So, in a little while, that fellow will start to feel weak and sick. Then he'll see the orange circle coming out on his forehead. But when that happens, he'll make for a hospital or a doctor, the way the count is. They've all been alerted. And the moment he shows up, they'll call my office. See? (laughs) Simple, huh? Too simple. I'm afraid you're going to be disappointed, Inspector. Why do you say that, Kent? Because Jim said this fellow had the diamonds in what appeared to be a lead box. A lead box? Yes. And the rays won't penetrate lead. It won't? Nope. That means this fellow knew the diamonds were radioactive and was prepared to protect himself against them. So he isn't just an ordinary thief, as we thought at first. Well, who in thunder is he, then? I don't know. Ah, Kent, this case is getting wackier by the minute. Radioactive diamonds. How do you make sense out of this mess? Well, I'm not sure, Inspector, but I've got a hunch. I don't want hunches, Kent. I want facts. Well, I know. And I want the cockney and the diamonds before disaster strikes this whole city. Well, look, Uh, Inspector. Just a minute. Sergeant Healy speaking. Anything on the cockney yet, Healy? Not yet, sir. Well, what's we the matter with you? We're through every inch of the park, and we're double-checking with every doctor in hospital. Well, never mind that. Set roadblocks on every street and bridge leading out of the city. Yes, sir. And plant men at the airport, the railroad stations, and bus terminals. Put out a three-state alarm. We've got to get that fellow and get him fast. Right, Inspector. Well, that's that. Let's go, Kent. Where to? To the Metropolis Hospital. I said I want facts, and I think I know where to get them. Come on. <laughs> Now, look, Doctor, don't tell me the Count is too sick to be questioned because I've got to question him. His blasted diamonds have endangered the whole city, and unless we... Just a minute, Inspector. Huh? I'm sorry, but the Count is dead. What? Uh-oh. I'm sorry, we did all we could to save him. Oh. Hey, look, Inspector. Maybe Baldy Critchell knows something about him. Say, that's an idea, Kent. He worked with the Count. Uh-huh. Uh, what shape is he in, Doctor? His condition's rather critical, too, Inspector. Oh, now, but look. But since the matter is so urgent... It's life and death for thousands of people. Under such circumstances, you may question him. Good. Come this way. You know, Critchell, for a guy who's supposed to be smart, you sure pulled a sucker play. Yeah? Like... What, Inspector? Well, to begin with, you paid the Count a nice piece of money for a hot diamond, figuring you'd turn it over for a fat profit, which is good business in your line, I suppose. But you were played for a sucker by the Count who didn't tell you the stone was radioactive. The stone was what? Radioactive. That means it gives off deadly rays of radioactivity. Go on. Oh, you're kidding. Kidding? Yeah. Look, what do you think made that orange circle on your forehead and put you here in the hospital? Oh, what? I, I don't know. The doc won't tell me. I'm telling you. It was the diamond. And if the patents, those people you tried to sell it to, die, you get a murder rap. The murder rap? Sure, if you live to go on trial, that is. Uh, I don't believe it. You're just trying to break me down to get me to talk. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Dr. Milton. Yes, Inspector? Uh, will you come in, please, and tell Critchell here what's the matter with him? Yes. Mr. Critchell, you're suffering from the effects of radioactivity. Holy smokes. 
Is that on the level? It is. Anything else, Inspector? That's all, and thanks, Doctor. You're quite welcome. Get the picture now, Baldy? The Count sold you a radioactive diamond that was hot to weight. Yeah. He told you nothing, figuring that if the rays killed you, it was your hard luck, not his. See? Dirty rat. Are you going to let him get away with it? What can I do? I, I may die. You can pay him back for the double cross by helping me to get the goods on him. What do you say? Yeah. Okay. What do you want me to do? We'll be back in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode. So keep listening. More than 300 years ago, gang, the famous Italian scientist named Galileo was put on trial for his life because of his theory that the Earth revolved around the sun. Now, the men of Galileo's time, which was the 17th century, considered this idea outlandish and dangerous, since, so far as they were concerned, everybody in his right mind knew the sun went around the Earth. So they put poor Galileo on trial and told him to take it all back or else. Well, Galileo pretended to change his mind. But, so the story goes, he kept his fingers crossed and he muttered under his breath, Whatever I tell these fools won't change the true facts. The Earth still goes around the sun. Today, of course, we know that Galileo was right. And that famous remark of his sure hit the nail on the head. For superstitions, phony, unscientific theories, and all the stupid talk in the world won't change the true facts. Yet today, just as in Galileo's time, there are people who would like to squash the truth. They don't want you to know the real facts. Hitler's doctrine of a master race is such an example. But fortunately, in our country at least, things have changed a lot since Galileo's time. The big talker with the screwy ideas can't put them over on the rest of it. For science has provided us with the real facts, and no amount of talk can change them. Science has told us once and for all that there are no basic differences among men because of race or religion. Those words will stand in time as truth, just as Galileo's did. And the rest? Future generations will chuckle and they'll say, it is to last. And now, back to the adventures of... Superman! In the Metropolis Hospital, Clark Kent and Inspector Henderson wait tensely as Baldy Critchell, the criminal dealer in stolen property, prepares to tell all he knows about the late gem smuggler known as the Count. Go on, Critchell. Start talking. Okay, Inspector. Here's the story. The Count calls me up a few days ago and says he just come in from the Far East. Where in the Far East, Critchell? Who? He didn't say, Mr. Kent. Oh? But he come to my place and showed me these diamonds here. About 12 there was. The likes of which I'd never seen before. Great big stones they was, the size of it. Was there anybody else with you at the time? Uh-uh. No, just me and the count. Uh-huh. Go on. Well, the count says he wanted to unload the rocks fast on account of the guy he was agent for wanted dough. Now, wait a minute. Well, yeah? Who was the agent for? Well, you wouldn't tell me that. Uh-huh. But, but I know he's in a far east somewhere and kind of the count left that slip. Uh-huh. Then what? Well... Then the Count said he'd sell the diamonds to me for 50 grand each. And when I says he could easy unload for twice that, he tells me he wants quick action. Uh, and a kind of this guy he's working for had a lot of other diamonds he wanted to get rid of. What? He had yeah. others? Yeah, sure. Loads of them, the Count said. You see, they weren't going to come into the country as big as these first 12, though. And a kind of, well, that would attract too much attention. You see, they was being cut up small. So they could be distributed around nice and easy through fences all over the country. Great Scott, Inspector. That means the country is in danger of being flooded with radioactive diamonds. Now, take it easy, Kent. Look, Critchell. Yeah? 
Did the Count say these small diamonds were already in the country? Oh, no, no. But he said they would be very soon, Inspector. Did he tell you who was handling the deal on these small diamonds? Uh-uh. But he said he and me could cut in on some of that gravy, too. After we got rid of the big rock. Tell me, Critchell. Yeah? Did you ever see, or did the Count ever mention, a, a thin, bony-faced man with red hair who talks like a cockney? Uh, no. Are you sure? Sure, I'm sure. Why? Because whoever he is, he knew about the diamonds being radioactive and about the Count having them. So he's probably one of the Far East gang, Inspector. He may even be the distributor for the small stones. Yes, and we've got to find him because until and unless we do, every person in the country will be in danger of his life. First, the city of Metropolis. Now the entire country is menaced by the strange radioactive diamonds which Baldy Critchell said were destined to flow throughout the land. Superman and the famous Batman and Robin, too. Go into action to meet this threat Monday, fellows and girls, so be sure to be with us. Tune in same time, same station for another exciting episode of The Secret of Meteor Island on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure Serial, soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Adventure Parade, which follows in just a moment. And right after Adventure Parade, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.